You're listening to Brand to Brand, a not so serious marketing show for serious marketers. With your host, Thomas Sterling. What's up, everyone? Today on the show, we're talking about podcasting. And this could be for the company you own, work at, or maybe that niche passion project that we're all really excited about you bringing into the world. V, what are we doing here today? Uh, I'm really excited to break the fourth wall and on a podcast, talk about podcasting. Mm. So that's really nice. Uh, Beyond that, there are so many things that I wish I knew before we got started doing this endeavor. Don't Mm. get me wrong. It's been fantastic. Well, we're credible now. Oh, we're so we're so <laughs> credible. All, all the things that we've learned that we are bringing to you, we've done it. Li- we, yeah. So, like, hopefully, we're, maybe we can give some people some points of consideration. Give that, the people what they want. Yeah, shortcuts. or what they don't know that they want. Mm. People do actually love shortcuts. I do. Spark I, notes. No one wants the long <laughs> gut. This one goes right through the woods. <laughs> uh, I think uh, we can probably just get right into it. All right, behind the scenes, brand to brand, how to make a podcast. Let's get into it. All right, here we go. Stand by. Roll sound and action. Why don't you start us off, V? Oh, I'd be happy to. (laughs) Uh, First off, reality checkpoint number one. Podcasting is an investment. We knew that going into this, right? But did we know how much time, money, resources, Mm. and energy was going to actually go into doing this? I'd like to say yes, but I feel like I'm constantly relearning how much that investment is. It's unbelievable. Time, be prepared to do like 10, 10 times the amount of takes mm. that you wanted to do. You're going to keep saying a word weird. You're going to keep gonna saying push, a weird word. I'm, I mean, you're not talking about me, but. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm not talking about you. I'm just going to say. Martha Stewart is definitely pronounced just, Martha Stort, Thomas. Just to push you on that, our first episode literally was a single cut. It was. For those of you that don't know, well, now you know, our first episode was done in one take. They're usually one take. Yeah, that's true. You know what? Well, they are one take. They're we just one sometimes, take. Sometimes you got to put you trim the emphasis fat. on the syllable, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. Uh, it takes time to plan, to prepare, mm-hmm. plus time to actually get going. Sometimes you sit down and you think you're ready and you're not. You the need vibes to just warm not- up. The vibe's not always there, too. You can't just force yourself to record. And sometimes you have to. You have to. You have to deal with that balance. But it's a tremendous amount of time commitment. Um, But I think more than anything, you need to be ready to fully embrace that you're in the studio space. You kind of need a dedicated space. I mean, not to get ahead of ourselves here, but it truly is an investment, and an investment in so many ways. Yeah, building the studio, you have to actually build the space that you're in, the equipment. Do you need to hire somebody to edit it? Mm-hmm. You're probably, like, you know, maybe you've tried your hand at GarageBand, but this is going to be a little bit more intense if you're going to make something quality. Mm. And energy, like you said, sometimes maybe your heart's not in it, but if you have a strict release schedule... Too bad. You kind of have to suck it up and put on your showbiz face and jump into the studio. Um, So really, I think above all, people sometimes think it sounds sexy and cool to launch a podcast and aren't aware of how much is going to go into this. It's not sexy or cool. And there's too many of them. So don't do it. Okay? (laughs) Or you can do it, but we're going to share some more tips on how you can do it right. (laughs) I think big picture too, you got to get to the why. Why are you even starting the venture? And if it's you're trying to drive revenue or there's some sort of a business objective that you're trying to do, 
podcasting is not necessarily the get rich quick scheme. <laughs> it's a lot of effort associated and you need to put a lot of time and strategy into thinking about what you're actually trying to accomplish here. You should have clear goals. We spend a fair amount of time on the show thinking about what we feel like listening from listeners and otherwise on like what topics that we want to cover. And ultimately, I think that's a big, big part of that upfront investment for sure. Yeah. And when figuring out what your actual show is going to be about, what you're going to name it. Of course, that's all we could do a whole other podcast. I mean, on the that, format but- for your show is in hard thing to land. Yeah. And then you're thinking about, there are so many podcasts out there. Mm-hmm. There are so many people who've wanted to launch a podcast. I get it. It's like nice to talk about things that you are passionate about and you want to share that. But if this does have a business objective, is it unique? Mm-hmm. Do some competitive research. If this is a passion project and just your mom is going to listen and you're cool with that, that's Hi, awesome. Hi mom. <laughs> then that's fine. Do a podcast for you and for like a couple friends. But if this needs to, to do something other than make a couple people happy or laugh or feel informed, you really need to figure out if what you have is novel Mm -hmm. and if it's well-produced enough to actually release. And there's plenty of people that are doing private. You can do public and private podcasts. So if, if, if it is a niche audience and you're not that concerned, with potentially driving listenership and growth, and you're really just trying to focus specifically to your audience, you know, that's an option as well. Another big consideration, frequency. Yeah, and for some, it seems like every other week is not a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of work. Mm. Right when you release one episode, you turn around and there's your need to record another episode. Well, that gets back to what you're putting into it. And I know we're going to talk about that in a little bit. What about length? Yeah, most of our episodes are what we try to keep it under 20 minutes because we know y'all are going to shut it off. You got stuff to do. What about like overall structure, audio or video first? That's a big consideration, big investment, right? You talk about if you want to talk about simplifying your podcast, audio only is easier. You know, you can wear the same T-shirt every time. That is, I think, (laughs) the biggest thing that we figured out doing this podcast. There are so many Mm. considerations when you introduce video that are things that you maybe didn't even see coming. It gives you some good stuff, right? Like great ability to promote. Mm. You can make eye contact with the audience. You can connect. They can see you. You can see if you've got a nice haircut. That's great Mm -hmm. um, for social. And then what happens when you need to re-record something? Do you need to make sure that you're wearing the same shirt? It's easier for you. Your hair is like one length and you can wear a hat. I have to make sure my makeup's the same. Am I wearing the same jewelry? People who are perceptive who are have also watched a lot of The Mentalist will notice if my nails are different. Like, It's something that you do have to consider if you don't want to have any continuity errors. Continuity is key. I mean, look, continuity errors are fun when they're on purpose, but otherwise it's just sloppy. And and another issue could be that, like, obviously with audio, no one can see what you're doing. But on video, if all you're doing is reading your notes, it really makes for a terrible shot. Really does. And that's something that I think we're still working on on this show, too. <laughs> it's tough. Someone's listening, and then they see you reading. They might think that you're an eloquent genius, and then when they see you reading off a script, you know? I'm trying to be an eloquent genius, and there's pre-preparation yeah. that goes on here. It takes more time. <laughs> and the other thing is production value. I mean, come on. At the end of the day, all of this comes back to that. Why do video? Higher production value. Why record people not on a Zoom from far away? No one. Better audio. No one wants to hear that. If you're asking people to spend their limited 
time on this planet to listen to you talk. That's dark. I Hey, it's honest. Do I bullshit you guys on this podcast? <laughs> if you're going to ask them to spend their time, then you owe them good quality audio. Also, you have a fiduciary audio responsibility to these well, people. Do you do you trust a business less if their sign is fading and cracked or if their website is horrible, be honest? Yeah, I do. Yeah, right. So that relationship of trust to quality is also reflected in your audio content. Here is a recommendation or tip also. Hire a videographer, engineer, director to consult on setting up your studio space, even if maybe you know a guy who can help you edit it. Maybe you're actually really good at ed editing your own audio. That's great. But if you need a physical space with a great mic, uh, maybe something like the Rodecaster, which we use a Rodecaster Pro to be able to record some sounds we can pre-record, turn on or off Veronica's mic if Tom wants me to shut up and you guys just stop hearing me. I was thinking we could even put for this episode in the show notes and on the site a link to everything that we'd recommend for people to buy. Yeah. Hey, wow. Yeah. That is so generous. I'm happy to do it. I would love anybody to start a podcast that has a good idea, but we want it to be good because the first episode, believe it or not, is going to set the expectation for the rest of the series. Really focus on nailing that first episode. Mm -hmm. Make a couple pilots, share them with your friends, but commit to the concept because you can't go changing things. I mean, Seinfeld had the same intro for how many years? <laughs> You're committed to whatever you start with. You can't go changing that much. And then once you start getting an audience... People don't want you to change things. So you're even further regimented and stuck. I mean, we might just switch to covering one brand on this show, but I think <laughs> there, you know, people might have a problem with that. They would that. definitely have a problem. It's time for reality checkpoint number two. Check your own ego. Don't let your own ego sink your good idea. People will listen to their favorite celebrity talk about their preference for oat milk over almond milk, but no one's probably going to care if you join that debate. Um, but I think when you get started, you get so excited about something, you kind of, you feel like people are listening. And if you get away from the fact that people are coming to your podcast for something, whether it's information or entertainment, if you're not a major celebrity, they're probably not going to be as interested in things that you might think are cool. You kind of have to say, is this cool to a broader audience or is this something that's special for maybe me? Hosts are another thing we want to talk about, mm -hmm. right? That's important. Yep, you're trying to replace me, right? No, I was going to ask you an honest question, actually. <laughs> Go ahead. You've wanted to launch a podcast for a really long time. Yep, yep. Did you know when you were stepping into this that you wanted a co-host? And before we recorded that pilot, did you think it was going to be me? Mm, that's a really... And you're doing this on air yeah. in front of everybody. I could it's just, not live. I we could can, edit it out. You can edit it and post and say, Veronica was great. I knew from the beginning, but uh, let's give the people the truth. Veronica was great, and I knew from the beginning. <laughs> no. With all that said, I don't think I had a clue what the formatting was going to be up until The Wire, and we had other names for the show. We had other concepts. And I didn't even know what we, what was on the other end of that, what we were going to create. Like what we were actually getting into. <laughs> I, yeah, that's true. Yes. I don't know what I signed up for here, but no, but honestly, I mean, you are a fabulous co-host. You are in, incredibly talented. 
I think in some in some cases, many episodes, you are uh, you know I'm in your shadow. <laughs> but what I would say is there's a it's it's about like picking a host is like finding someone you have a good rapport with, mm-hmm. and then like letting the chemistry come mm-hmm. about. I feel like we really stumbled upon something special. I feel like anybody listening can stumble upon something special. But it's about making the pilot. We recorded mm-hmm. the pilot. I feel I was so like just drunk off the fun that was that pilot i edited it over the weekend like threw some audio effects in the whole thing just like came together and then that became the standard bearer for every other episode but guess what if it sucked we would have been like okay that was cool maybe we don't launch the podcast for another month let's get this right so i think if you think about it that way you know i was just dumb and lucky that you know (laughs) you were on the other microphone and it all worked out well but that's a big thing. You got to have the right chemistry. And we've we've toyed, right? We've talked about inviting other people on the show. Yeah. And then we say no, and then they don't get invited. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, we brought on guests, so we use the book. Yes, have a, the guests. Kinda, but the guests are great. Yeah. That's a nice That's a nice aside. It's not necessarily like, and we have these great bonus episodes that we leverage to bring other people on, but not get in the way of, Or you also know. allow you to, in radio, they'd call it flush the format. Mm. Like you can mm-hmm. flush the format and allow yourself to do something outside of the box if you yeah. slap the word bonus in front of 100% it. A hundred percent like this. <laughs> we were just like, you know what? We know people want this. We've heard from people that are specifically asking. And sometimes it's like, hey, what tools are you using? And other times it's like, what do I need to think about as I'm about to launch this? And so I feel like in so many ways this episode's long overdue, but I also feel like we haven't really felt ready. Yeah. To do who the hell this are we? And, it's like we have to have a whole just season. a couple guys and a couple gals. Figuring that, out you want to do them in seasons, that's something to think about. Uh, I think that was, yeah, that that's all <laughs> part of the marketing and the packaging, yep. right? It's like the seasons really, they give you a moment. They give you a moment of start and an end, a reflection. I mean, you don't want to just be pivot? chipping away at this thing. You know, and and not having that moment to have real, real, real candor conversations about how it's going. Yep. What about things we wish we knew when we started the podcast? I mean, I guess a lot of what we've covered is that. But I mean, what about the oh shit moments? (laughs) Not getting a second chance sometimes. If you say something or you you misspeak and you need to like recant something that you said Mm. if you had your facts wrong Mm -hmm. or if you had a guest and that was one time you had one shot one opportunity to seize everything you wanted with that guest and you missed something you can't go back guests are a whole nother animal i mean prepping your guest your guest is never ready it's like inviting someone to be part of a video shoot they're like oh i'll swing by i'll say hi i'll wave look at the camera and then that's all you need me for right it's like no i need you to be there for four hours or whatever it's always more than people expect and I think that's a that's a big thing. And you're right. Yeah, you only get one shot at this. Sometimes some people edit the crap out of it, but you can tell when a podcast is also heavily edited. And I feel like we try to robotic trim some of the stuff, but um, not make it seem like this yeah. isn't a more natural, organic mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. What about some other things you wish you knew? Uh, I don't know. Maybe like the couple times you forgot to hit record, and maybe I did too. And oops. <laughs> Let's or the take cameras, or the cameras overheated. Yeah, if like you're three shooting, times. if you're shooting your video in 4K, be prepared if you're using a camera that that might make the camera overheat. Yeah, don't pay attention to the camera part of the equipment list. I'm about to post. <laughs> Can we have a moment of silence for all the footage that Thomas and I have lost over the past <sighs> God year and a half doing this? Because 
I could cry. Yeah. <laughs> I could cry. Yeah. Another big thing is like cataloging your footage. I mean, I'm a little bit of a collector. And at the end of the day, you don't know when you're going to want to be able to refer back. Maybe you want to do some bloopers, uh, <laughs> some extra things. You kind of need to make sure that you're set up to do that. And believe it or not, once you start recording a bunch of content, making sure it's properly stored, making sure you even show up with the cards on the on the video oh, production Oh, that's never day. happened, Thomas. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you wear a lot of hats if you're getting into podcasting. I mean, a good podcast has a producer, director, just the two of us in here high-fiving and occasionally bringing in some help. So, I mean, you know, you kind of... There needs to be a whole team. I'm lying. There's a whole team behind us to support the promotion of this. But sometimes you really do feel like it's yeah, just and, you. And you're organizing footage. And you called yourself a collector, which I like to think of as like a nice way of saying a productive hoarder. But mm. like, you know, it's good. because I'm, can... I'm, a, I'm a digital hoarder, but not a physical hoarder. <laughs> you are a digital hoarder. hoarder. I'm a digital hoarder. I mean, I feel like, you know, you can't recreate it. <laughs> it's just a file. Buy another hard drive. That's true. Save it there. Uh, another one that I maybe didn't wish we knew before starting a podcast podcast, but was like an unexpected thing that I didn't really think about was if you're starting a podcast and you, even when you release it or distribute it on a platform that we use, which is called Captivate, which allows you to really easily uh, push your podcast mm -hmm. out to things like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, a few others. Tons of hosts out there. Ton tons Great of hosts. Host, right. Yeah. And so like you have the ability to mark your episode as explicit. So we do that for every episode because we swear sometimes. I know that in a lot of professional settings, people don't swear. A lot of human beings do in their personal mm. life. We figured out a way to blend our authentic whole selves mm -hmm. with this professional setting where we're still able to do business as a result of this podcast. However, be prepared if you're about to launch a podcast and you want to review weed. We're shooting this in Massachusetts where it's where it's legal. Be prepared if you're on like your kid's PTA bored at school, another parent might find that. If that's who you are and you can still, you know, be a functioning member of society and you're fine with that and you're accepting it, that's okay. But just note that your audience who are, you want to listen to the podcast might not be the people who find it. And this is going to be associated with who you are and your own personal brand. So be ready. For example, I do swear on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Does that make me any less of a capable, intelligent, talented, thoughtful badass? I don't think so. Well, I think at the end of the day, we talk about a lot of brand authenticity on the show. We talk about all sorts of brand values. We talk about talking the talk, walking the walk. If you don't bring your authentic self to your podcast, people aren't going to listen. You can't be a robotic, perfect person, human. People watch reality TV. People watch things with real human interactions. They want to listen to that. And so you kind of invite people in with the swearing and with your real self and your feelings about politics, brand loyalty, all of that. Yes. And you have to be, you have to stand by that if that mm. is who you are. And you have to be prepared for it not to be for everybody. There are people who might have already shut this off by now. That's, that's on them. That's fine. You can't appeal to everybody, yeah. just know that when you're putting any content out in the world, it is immortalized. So, like, you just should have a little bit of caution. Yeah, I think there's some level of self-censorship that's okay, and you can still be authentic while still being professional, and it's about finding the balance, you know? I think on the show, we're always thinking about how to represent both points of view, if there are more than one, to kind of provide a balanced approach. Now I sound like Fox News. <laughs> Fair and balanced. Yeah, I, I, another one, like, you might want to kill your co-host from time to time. I mean, I, 
I mean, it's very, I can speak from <laughs> personal experience. And I think like what needs to happen is it's like, it's like the same thing in a relationship. Don't go to bed angry, right? Well, don't hit record angry, right? And work through it and talk through it because sometimes even just in the creative process, two people have differing points of view, how they want to cover the same topic mm. and you got to be able to work it out. Mm -hmm. I mean, Veronica could like make a facial expression while I'm recording and I'm going to probably stop and be like, what was that a bad, bad take? You didn't want me to do that one. Oh, again? anytime I move my hands, <laughs> he thinks I'm like, well, she's commute. You're communicating to me in real time. You know, sometimes you're like, eh, do the intro again. <laughs> And that's good. You need that. You can't, if you're going to do it with a colleague at work, if you're going to do it with a friend, make sure you have the rapport where the two of you don't take yourself so seriously that you're not able to have that open conversation. Because yes, otherwise taking, it will affect the quality of the output. It will. And taking that a step further, be looking out for each other. Mm. Because if someone mm -hmm. is mispronouncing something, and don't be like, oh, I don't want to. I feel like these are all personal attacks. No, 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 they're not. If someone is mispronouncing something like you, we've talked about, you know, tell me if you're, tell your yeah. brand if you, it has spinach in its teeth, mm -hmm. tell your co-host if they have spinach mm -hmm. in their teeth. If you think someone could do something better or didn't say something in the correct way, just pause and redo it. Right. Because you're going to save both of you a headache in the long run. Inflection, everything. There's a lot that can break down a take. I mean, we could go all day here. But I feel like we shouldn't because we are going to take our own advice and not just talk at you if it's not providing mm. you value any longer. Yep, that's right. <laughs> we did commit to the short form. <laughs> so in conclusion, if you are ready to commit the time, effort, and energy into podcasting, I say go for it. And if you ever want to talk to two smart, thoughtful, and humble podcasters, you know where to find us. And with that, we're out, folks. Thanks so much for listening to the Brand to Brand podcast. Got an idea for an episode? Hit us up at brandtobrand.co.